Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There was um, predictions made in newspapers back in 1923 about what it would be like 100 years down the road okay. in 2023. And, you know, some of the things they, they were pretty close on. Some of them have come true. For example, they believed there would be constant airline traffic. All right. Well, except for like Southwest or other airlines. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, they believed that people would work a max of four hours a day. Right. Well, that's true for some of us, Lucky. <laughs> um, they believed that no more hard work would happen in 2023. They said electricity would make it possible. Okay, well, I mean, uh, there has been, in terms of technology, like stunning advances. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, yeah, like what 100 years has done. Yeah. It's lightning. Well, it's amazing what's happened in the last two decades. Right, yeah. You know. Well, just the internet itself. And that is, you know, all of that done just with the predictor of electricity being able to light things up for you. Yeah. Not necessarily computers taking over and all of the internet. Uh, they believed back in 1923 there would be no ugly people in 2023. They thought beauty pageants would become obsolete because it would be almost impossible to choose a winner. Right. Yeah, got that one wrong. They believed women would paint their teeth black to be fashionable. Okay. Instead, a lot of us just whiten the hell out of our teeth. That's people. true. They believed gasoline would be replaced by radio waves, so powering your car by blasting radio waves somehow. Okay. Well, that would have been good for our industry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tune us in. We'll get you to work. Right. Well, they, they didn't predict the microwave part of it, though, no. for cooking. They believed back in 1923 the average life expectancy would be 100 years, and others expected 300. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's around 76 now. Although the oldest living person set to turn 119 next month. That's crazy. What do you get, somebody? For their 119th birthday. Um, they believed homes wouldn't have kitchens anymore. They believed we would cook through chemical formulas. Okay. We don't have that, but we have Uber Eats and DoorDash. That's and true, yes. Skip the dishes and all of that yeah, other there's stuff. There's some have very nice kitchens that aren't used. Yeah. And they believed back in 1923 that cancer would be eradicated. No, we're too busy building strollers <laughs> that can drive themselves. <laughs> this uh, DeMar Hamlin story, getting better every day, and this is terrific to hear. He is now awake and communicating, but only on paper. He's uh, writing things down. He can't speak because he's still on the ventilator. Right. But he gave what, I mean, if Hollywood wants to make a movie of this story, he's already written the script. For him to write down on that piece of paper, did we win the game or who won the game? That, that, it'd be like him sitting up in the bed, ripping the ventilator out himself. And saying, did we win the game? And men would just be <laughs> tear-stroked. Then the doctor says, you won the game of life. That's when the credits roll. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of already been done when you think of Rocky with Adrian. Yeah. Right? She wakes to say, win. Oh, yeah. It's totally a Hollywood movie. Uh-huh. The next thing they have to do is if the Bills happen to make it to the Super Bowl and they carry him out like Rudy at the end if right. they win. Gotcha. Men will collapse <laughs> into heaps on the floor. 
You won the game of life. I shed a tear at that movie. I mean, oh, I, still I know you were Rudy, so yeah. I know you would. Oh yeah, listen, this, sports movies. Even though I could, for the most part, give a crap, they they really do pull on the heartstrings. It is sports movies to men are like the This Is Us or Grey's Anatomy to women. Oh yeah, and if you don't get it, it's the especially with Rudy. I mean, for for guys like me who have been disappointments to their fathers <laughs> for most of their lives, <laughs> that look on his dad's face uh-huh. when he's seeing his son's name chanted, spoiler alert, it goes well for Rudy. You just want to see that look on your dad's face <laughs> just one once. time. One, one time. <laughs> dad, I'm not on national TV tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What else is on? Your dad He'd be always- like you. He'd be watching sitcoms. Oh, yeah. Him and I were watching a sitcom together the other night. Take it off CNN for a yeah. second, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on national television tonight. Your your father uh, looks at you constantly like somebody just farted in front of him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, he's decided to do this instead. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. I, I remember going to your uh, 40th, and I think it might have been the first time I met your dad, although I don't even know that I was introduced to him because he had a look on his face like, stay away from me. Right. You've ruined my son's life. <laughs> I was fine with him on the other station playing the air supply, but I can't have this. Well, you're lucky we were at a Chinese restaurant. Otherwise, he would have just figured you were the help. <laughs> now, your mom, complete opposite. Right. I bumped into her at the mall, at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. So nice and friendly. Yeah. <laughs> meeting your dad is like going in to meet Marlon Brando at the beginning of The Godfather. Right. <laughs> what can I do for you? That's what I mean. Yeah. So, you know, imagine I've seen that for 40-something years. <laughs> that same look. Yeah. No, this thing, I, I mean, hopefully, of course, Damar Hamlin, hopefully he continues to rebound and... Uh, and maybe even play football again one day. Who knows? Yeah, I, you know what's funny? Evan asked me that yesterday. He's like, hey, do you think he'll ever play it again? I'm like, I, right now they want him to breathe. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. There's, still, there's still a lot, a lot before that. And I don't know if you ever want to see him play again. Like, you know, another hit. Mm-hmm. Right? Every time he takes a hit. You'd be thinking, uh-oh, is is this going to happen again? Can this happen again? And I think it's also, it'll come down to just insurance issues. Right, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just dollars and cents. He might want to play. He might physically be able to play. Doctors might clear him, but insurance companies will say, oh, yeah, you want him to play? Well, we're going to insure that contract for so much money, you're not going to want to pay it. Saw this yesterday, too, and thought it was interesting that um, that someone just said, hey, one of the kind of unsunnings in this and, and not being talked about is T. Higgins. And T. Higgins was the receiver for the Bengals. Right. Who was in that play. It was DeMar Hamlin hit to, to stop to make that play. And I guess T. Higgins has been so distraught. He hadn't left the hospital since that night. Like, he, he went to the hospital and stayed there. And he was just distraught, feeling with guilt, hmm. riddled with guilt, thinking that he caused this. And so... That's going to be a part of that movie. That'll be a part of the movie as well. Apparently, he's had very, you know, positive communication with DeMar's mom and, and, and family. And it's, hmm. you know, they're helping to support him as well through all this. It's all so nice. It's also, it really is. It's a Hollywood movie playing out. Um, Prince Harry... <sighs> This book of his spare. There are like just so many parts of it that are being shared on the internet. But I think out of the whole thing, out of the documentary, all the stuff that's gone on between the two of them, this is the most interesting fact I've heard about the whole thing and all the chaos. All right. Prince Harry had a frostbitten penis. What? At his brother's wedding. 
William and Kate, when they got married, he had been on a, an expedition to the North Pole in March of 2011. And uh, with that, he got frostbite on his ears, his cheeks, his nose. They were all healing, but his tea and sugar was still frostbitten. Why, why the hell would that be a part of this story? I don't know why he shared that. Well, like, if, if you're, you're screaming for privacy, <laughs> right? <laughs> why like, the hell would you share that? Yeah. It's got nothing to do with anything, does it? No. I, I mean, is it more sympathy? I, I would like, oh, feel bad for me once my penis was frostbitten. Well, you shouldn't have gone to the North Pole. Right, yeah. Here's, here's an idea. Don't go to the North yeah. Pole. I'll tell you what's going to play out in the future, Harry. The way that marriage is going to go, that penis is going to be frostbitten <laughs> once again. Uh, anything interesting happened last night? Uh, let me see. Leaf lost. That's a shame. That they did. Yeah. Um, there was a hockey game out east I heard of. I don't know about that. I was watching the unstoppable Kimmy Schmidt. So what? Uh, it's a sitcom from a few years ago that was on Netflix. Won a bunch of Emmys. It's from Tina Fey, and I had uh, not watched it. So we're into season one of that. So okay. it's quite funny. I watched that. Wow. Yeah. Didn't watch a second of that hockey game, but I understand they won. Uh, it was uh, it was really tight, actually, uh, where it looked like Canada was rolling uh, through two periods of play. Uh, Czechia, who've kind of done this all tournament long, been, you know, even in their semifinal against Sweden, they came back in the final minute uh, to uh, score and uh, and twice, in fact, and actually move on. Um, or it went into overtime, moved on, and and they forced overtime in this one. It was a two nothing Canadian lead. It looked like they were rolling on the forecheck. Everything was going really well, and then just a span of a couple of well, minutes where Canada failed to get the puck out of their, their zone twice. Hmm. Czechia scored, tied the game, forced overtime, three-on-three, three, which is incredibly dramatic. Um, and back and forth they went. Canada ends up scoring Dylan Gunther, the uh, game-winning goal, gold-claiming goal. In an episode, no points for Connor Bedard, so there you go, he's gone. Uh, oh, no, I, I see quotes. Yeah, he's done. <clears throat> I see qu- uh, quotes from uh, Connor all over uh, Social media about how, let's not talk about me, it's about right. this team, I love this country. Yeah, love he's it. making a lot of headlines uh, for that. It, yeah. the, right, the post-game interview right after, they wanted to ask about him and, and his tournament, and he said, I don't want to talk about me. This is about the team and my my country. <laughs> Just a little media robot. <laughs> here's, how, here's how and what you say, Connor. It is just about the team, not me. You know what's funny is that, the, you know, He's the first to kind of do that. It, it stop people mid-interview and say, nah, I don't want to talk about me. Because as much as you're right, there are, is a lot of media training that goes on once they get agents. And, mm-hmm. and it happens at a very young age that they start to be told and, and trained how to how to perform in interviews or at least handle them. Mm. Uh, and it is it can be a very important part of the process for them. Although all it's done is made it completely boring. I mean, they had nothing to say to begin with. Now they even have less to say. Yeah, you find what it does is those who do have a personality really stand out. As And it doesn't take much. No, no, but they, they, they really do stand out for having that personality. And, uh, you know, I think part of it is for media training and part of it too, and you can ask you know, Shane Wright, the captain of Team Canada about this, is when it comes down to the draft table mm. uh, or that process of getting to the draft, all teams do interviews with the players. And one of the knocks on Shane Wright was his his interviews uh, leading up to that draft. And, you know, he was expected to go first overall, drop to fourth to Seattle. But, uh, you know, part of what they said was, was his performance 
uh, some were claiming performance in interviews with him, which you know I don't see it in what I've seen of interviews with him. He looks like any other player. What would he be saying that's so wrong? I don't. Teams really I don't want him. I don't know. That's it. It's, it's so bizarre. It, it is bizarre. It's crazy that he dropped to where he did. It is, some of it is because of what the teams de- determine their needs are. Right. You know, do they need a, a center or do they need a, a, a defenseman at that point? But you know, for that, for that to that. To drop so much that process, and for that to come out that ah we didn't we interviewed him we didn't like him it is such a crazy bizarre crazy turn of events. Well, I don't know. Like I said, I I did actually um, want to watch the game, but I totally forgot because I got wrapped up in an episode of Different Strokes where Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) And this is no joke. I wasn't watching Different Strokes. I'm into season five. It was only six seasons of Different Strokes. I've almost done that. Listen, I can I can appreciate too the difference in your house is that no one else is pushing for the hockey game to be on. If David was home. Uh, he's uh, he's out running around, but if he was home, it probably would have been on. Right, David would have. Yeah, but uh, no, nobody else in our. We don't even spell sports. We, we, <laughs> we really, we really could absolutely like. I can't even describe to you how there is there is nothing less interesting to us. Like again, the difference in your home and our home. All right, I'm sure all of you are sitting around in your Team Canada jerseys. No jerseys. Uh, just screaming at the TV. Perhaps, yes. We we could absolutely care less about <laughs> any of it. <laughs> well, here's something that uh, has come out of the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas that will make most people just roll their eyes. There is now a self-driving baby stroller. Does baby drive it? Is that what it? That would be self-driving. It's got its own little steering wheel and gas pedal for the kid. Look, I, the next thing that has to be invented is there will be some sort of AI so that when you have a baby, the kid just raises itself. Right. The parents can just wipe their hands of it all completely. This thing now, the deal here is, it's an AI-powered smart stroller, and uh, it's called Ela. And uh, they're the company, actually Canadian company, startup company is taking pre-orders. It's uh, going to be on sale in April, but you can pre-order it. They're $3,300. Okay. Now, nowadays, you know, these things have to drive themselves because most baby strollers are the size of a navigator to begin with, <laughs> with those big mountain bike tires on them. Uh, well, I mean, that being said, I remember we had, uh, like, one of those kind of jogging strollers, not because we jogged with the kids, <laughs> but, you know, in winter and with snow, if you got babies in that time, it, it did provide, prove useful. But, I, but this one, from what I understand, you can't even have the baby in it when it's self-driving. Right. And yeah, at this point, although some parents have asked for that feature to be added. Sure, of course they you do. Know, uh, some of the features that uh, do work when your kid is in it, there's a power assist for going up hills and over grass, <laughs> automatic braking so it can't roll away, and this is my favorite, alerts if cars or bikes are coming. Okay. Okay, here's an alert. Put your head up and open your eyes. Right. Get it out of your phone. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's probably got a phone holder somewhere on there, oh, too. Oh, for sure. Well, these things have to drive themselves because the mom and dad are too busy. Their hands are full with their phone in one and their Starbucks in the other. Right. I mean, is it to the point now in life where we're so soft, stupid, and useless that we need alerts constantly to tell us 
that cars and bikes are coming? It must be because didn't you have it in the news that there's been more accidents of people being hit by cars? A lot of pedestrians hit. Yeah, because we're morons. Right. Because we're walking around with our head in the phone and we just... And here's the other thing, too. I don't know if you ever noticed this when you're driving around. Pedestrians have such attitude on them now. You could be barreling through an intersection at 60 kilometers an hour and they would just walk out and look at you like... You have to stop. Right. Even if it's a red. And I've seen them crossing on their own red. Right. Yeah, I've seen that as well. I, I mean, that being said, you know, drivers still have to get their heads out of their phones and, and pay attention as well. I think it's more than pedestrians. Well. But you're right. I think it's it's shared. It also depends on where you are, too, right? Because if you're on the outskirts of the GTA or certainly up in rural areas, this makes zero sense mm. for most people. Downtown, driving is a nightmare with with some of the the amount of bike traffic that's out there with right. all the deliveries and pedestrians. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Our our uh, we're so like this this is just another example. I, it, 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 I, what what is it about now being a parent that every and this has been like this for for a while now. Like it's it's just like every new parent is the first parent ever. Right. Like everything is so I guess things just evolve, and I don't expect parents to be pushing around a stroller from the 1940s. But at the same time, we're way over the top. But when we had kids, the, that pram idea from the 1940s and 50s uh, was making a comeback. Was it? To the tune of like a couple of grand for yeah. these crazy things. These lying flat with the big wheels and right. look like a classic pram. Right, right. Rather than having these fancy strollers. Yeah. I, I, you know, yes, I think more than anything evolving, it's not that not the need for parents that evolves it's the technology right and that we're always trying to come up with something that's going to make things as we perceive easier yeah and i guess an ai stroller is among those things i'm not sure it's what we really need and and when you think about it how long is the kid even in a stroller true most of the time it's trying to crawl out of it right right yeah and i just i can't imagine uh, maybe this is just how it plays out in, in homes that order these things. Obviously, 3300 bucks if you've got the money, go for it. But I, I could never imagine Maria saying to me when she was pregnant, oh, I really need this uh, self-driving stroller for 3300 bucks." I mean, no, I just saw one for 180 It'll do fine. You got, you have some young nieces. Just just wait till you have to go to a shower. Oh, I will. And I that won't. is on the list. I won't be going. <laughs> Please show me. I, oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I want to oh, see that now. Oh, just to see your head explode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen. <laughs> Even before you get to the automatic driving, self-driving stroller, wait till you see just a list of things <laughs> that they just need or perceive they need for having a child yeah. and asking others to provide for them. Oh, yeah. Well, even when I'm around them at uh, family events now, I have to spend a lot of time on the porch taking deep breaths. (laughs) Because the little puddle of a world they live in, the shallow, shallow existence, it's it's truly unbelievable. We have never been more of a self-involved, selfish um, group of people than we are now. Right. It's it's the, the depths of our, I don't give a crap about anybody but me, it's 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 sickening. It's funny you call it the depths. It's really the shallows yeah. of it. It's it's where we've come, and I can see it in my kids with with their phones. Yeah. And really, I think the front facing camera is probably the devil yeah. that's causing so much of this. Like the amount of selfies yeah. that we see, <laughs> we 
perceive or think we need and and of crazy angles and stuff like uh, there's it's nothing we're taking my kids will take pictures of random spots where they are yeah. and it's like a game they post them onto the groups with their friends to show them where they are Here, this is i think one of the saddest things i i ever heard and i i think i shared this with uh, katie when you were off there was a university professor who said that they, you know, they had been uh, teaching for decades, and that one of the things that they found so disheartening now was forever they would walk into the auditorium or whatever the big rooms are that you have the, the lecture halls or yeah. whatever, and there would be hundreds, could be hundreds of students, and and it would be incredibly loud. Everybody talking, everybody conversing. He would have to get up to the front, stand at his podium, and say, quiet down, quiet down, time for the lesson, whatever. He goes, in the last decade, I walk into these rooms, it's dead silent. Yeah, Everybody's looking at their phone. Nobody communicates anymore. Nobody has conversations with anybody. It's pathetically sad and bad for mental health. These kids moving forward, your children, they will have no ability to have a conversation with, with anybody in the general public. Well, I'll tell you this, and, and you know, my brief foray into teaching uh, with... Uh, you have to decide early on whether or not you're even going to care if they're on these devices, yeah. right? And and at the college level, it's like, hey, they're paying to be there. It's right. up, or their parents are. It's up to them to take it. I'm surprised you can even get them into a class now mm-hmm. because they can do the whole thing from home, Yeah, right? And it, it, you're right. It, it, it is shocking uh, how much they're on that, how little communication actually happens outside. And we're all guilty of it in our own household. You know, TV, I'm sure, was on with the game last night. And mm-hmm. at some point, everyone watching it was on their phone yep. looking at something else. No, nope, for sure. If I ever see one of these uh, drivable uh, strollers, self-driving strollers, if I can uh, flick the switch, I'm going to self-drive it over a cliff. If stars are sparkling in the night sky, it's a sign of atmospheric turbulence. Oh, okay. So it means things aren't so great up there. They look pretty. Mm-hmm. But something's going wrong. Something's got to make them twinkle. Mm-hmm. Chocolate ice cream was invented before vanilla ice cream. Really? That seems odd, right? It does. You think vanilla would have been the first out of the gate? Although I guess he, both are flavored. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, is there a plain ice cream? I don't know. I guess there can't be. Can there? I mean. Uh, I don't. Have you ever ordered just vanilla ice cream outside of a siding for a pie? Like, would you be a vanilla guy? No, I no. I've probably never. I've I've eaten vanilla ice cream right out of the bucket, standing by the freezer in the kitchen. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, no, I've never had it like on a cone. Okay. Except for like the soft serve. Right. Yeah. True. Although I'd like the twist if I if I have that option. Yeah. And yeah. if I have, like, Neapolitan, uh, the strawberry gets left behind. Always, right? Yeah. That poor strawberry. for chocolate vanilla. <laughs> everybody, everybody wants the chocolate vanilla. And I don't even like the combination of the three. Like, if you do yeah. one swipe across, like, mixing the, is it, it is strawberry, isn't it? Strawberry? It is, it's not strawberry, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, like, to mix chocolate and strawberry, to me, doesn't, doesn't work. I like, you know, is there anybody who actually likes that strawberry? Because I think that's a universal thing. Well, but it's funny because, like, chocolate-covered strawberries is said to be, like, a romantic, sure. you know, great combination. I, I don't really get it. I, I, like like, it. I like strawberries straight up. Yeah. I'll eat strawberries straight up. Here as well, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't, here's the thing, I don't like any fruit in chocolate. 
You know gotcha. when you get a box of chocolates and there's a little orange in it and stuff? Yeah. I hate all of that. I agree. Mint, I'll do fruit, no. Yeah. Yeah, I never understood, you know, yeah, the chocolate, like the, remember Ovations? Mm-hmm. You, know, you used to have like a chocolate version or a chocolate orange version? Yeah. Like, oh, it's no, just it's gross. Garbage. It's like brushing your teeth and having orange juice out. <laughs> now, okay, something has changed with toothpaste and orange juice because I recently have drank orange juice after brushing my teeth and I don't get that strange taste anymore. Well, probably because you're... Nerve endings and taste buds are all <laughs> rotted by now. By red you wine. saw your dentist last week. Did yeah. she say that? You know what? I checked out perfect. I'll get out. Yes, they even did the x-rays. They wow. said lovely. Yeah. They said it's a shame your bottom teeth look like a row of broken fence poles, but <laughs> otherwise you're fine. <laughs> when you open your mouth, she says, you're English, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's why you'll never see me with a big open mouth smile. No, I'm not showing these chicklets to anybody. Um, the world's record for the longest career at the same company is 84 years. A guy in Brazil started working at a textile company. His name company. is Terry Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody that works at DRI. <laughs> it's our sister station, CKDO. <laughs> You know, I, I think probably everybody, when you said that name, almost everybody listening in Durham knows Terry. Probably, yeah. When I first I just, got here. For those who are in Mississauga right, right now. Uh, yeah, anywhere else you might not know. But when I first landed here, and I'd be around town meeting people, and I would say, oh, I work for uh, 94.9 The Rock. And they would say, the first thing always was, do you know Terry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He knows everybody in this town. Anyhow, this guy worked at a textile company in Brazil for 84 years. He started when he was 15. He's apparently still there at the age of 100. He's up to $7 an hour now. <laughs> Mr. T picked his stage name because he saw white people disrespecting his family members by calling them boy. Oh. So he decided to make sure everyone called him Mr. Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. How did he pick his haircut? That I want to know. It was a good look. Where is he now? He's still upright, isn't he? I think so. I remember. The Star Trek hand gesture for live long and prosper is derived from part of a Hebrew blessing that Leonard Nimoy first saw at an Orthodox Jewish synagogue in Boston as a young boy. Right. And, you know, there are many people who can't do it, like split the, uh, yeah, I can the do fingers it. into the yeah. there. Yeah. Can you cross your fingers? Can you do that? Cross? What are you doing there? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I guess I can. Yeah. But I can, it, takes, can, it takes a lot of thought. I mean, this is radio. Nobody can see it. Right, yeah. Um, I've had a lot of time in my youth playing with my hands. <laughs> I can do a lot of things. what you do for dexterity. Uh -huh. uh, before MC Hammer became famous, he started a Christian rap group called the Holy Ghost Boys. <laughs> Can't touch that. No. no. <laughs> and then he combined all of their pants. <laughs> Um, 32 female actresses under the age of 30 have won the Oscar for Best Actress. The youngest was Marley Matlin, who was 21 when she won for Children of a Lesser God. Oh, okay. But only one male actor under 30 has ever won the Oscar for Best Actor, and that was Adrian Brody for The Pianist when he was 29. Right. The Pianist. The Pianist. <laughs> <laughs> what movie did he win for? The Pianist. <laughs> he could play those keys. Right. Coffee tables are a result of prohibition. Before 1920, the tables in living rooms were called cocktail tables. Oh. But once alcohol became illegal, 
People started serving coffee to their guests instead, and the name Coffee Table stuck. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. This is not good. The guy who invented the slinky had a nervous breakdown, moved to Bolivia to be a missionary, joined a cult, although the details of that are sketchy, left his company to his wife, and never came back. Really? Yeah. It's the song that did it. That <laughs> finally drove him nuts. <laughs> Imagine even in Bolivia, somebody, a slinky, a slinky. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's just certain slaws, jingles. Yeah. You know, I think right now people are nuts about that wrapped in red event thing. Like, uh, stop singing. Right. Enough. Right. Yes. Uh, Guinness announced a bird broke a world record by flying 8,435 miles nonstop from Alaska to Australia. It's a type of bird called a bar-tailed goodwit okay. that had a tracker on it. It flew 11 straight days without stopping to eat or rest. Not a lot of stops along that trip. No, I wouldn't think so. And a study found humans may have started wearing clothes over 300,000 years ago. Simple things like draping themselves in bearskin furs. Interesting enough, though, when they looked really close at the bearskin fur, it had an Under Armour <laughs> logo in it. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.